Welcome to the Press Break. I'm your host, Jake Thomas, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brandon Johnson. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing well tonight, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm excited to get into college basketball season here. Uh, we finally, we weren't sure if we were going to have it. Deer kind of ended, uh, ended abruptly, but they seem to have things figured out. They already talked about the bubble for March Madness. They, they couldn't... Uh, couldn't have a second year in a row without a tournament for money wise yeah for sure um that was a big struggle for them um i don't think people really understood how much money um march madness brings the ncaa basketball um and, and we saw it front and center in the news so that's good that they're going to be doing that i heard that they're going to be look they're looking at indiana i think that's awesome take it back to where basketball started so we'll see what happens that's uh, the only other spot that I saw them talking about was possibly Vegas because Vegas has a lot of opportunity there with the different uh, the different places that they can build courts. But uh, yeah. I am excited to see it in Indiana. Vegas be would be interesting. I'd be I would be interested to see uh, how many sanctions and citations get filed after the tournament if it was held in Vegas. That that would be a little too much fun for them. It, it's better to go to Indiana where there's not a whole lot going on for the players. So we'll dive in here a little bit. Uh, to start, we'll just introduce ourselves, let you guys know who we are, and uh, share a little bit about our passion for college basketball. And we'll showcase some teams that we're excited to watch this year, and then moving forward, we'll kind of dive in each week into the top 25, show the biggest movers, and highlight some of the biggest games that we saw and upcoming for the following week. Brandon, uh, do you want to give fans a little bit of a preview for who you are? Yeah, um, so I'm Brandon Johnson from Chesapeake, Virginia, uh, born and raised there my whole life. Uh, I have left the country a couple of times, um, both to Mexico, but uh, love Virginia, anything Virginia sports, um, UVA fan first and foremost, but I support all the schools except for Tech. And uh, we... Um, basketball has been a passion of mine since I was a kid uh, growing up. Uh, my mom had me kind of young. So my uncles were younger and where I was able to come up a little bit with them still playing high school and college. Uh, so that put me around it. My uncle Brian played at Liberty university. So we spent a lot of time up in Lynchburg uh, watching them play. We were actually at the game. Uh, one of the biggest upsets in UVA history, obviously UMBC kind of shadows them all, but um, in the late nineties, uh, Donald Hand went took UVA into uh, into the Falwell Arena there, and uh, Liberty gave him an L. Uh, but we were I was there for that, and um, just that's how my passion started. Um, being from Virginia, my dad big UVA fan. That's how he instilled me to support that school, and we take family vacations there every year. We're season ticket holders, so I bleed blue and orange. And uh, basketball has definitely definitely been a passion since I was a kid. That's great. I wasn't like uh, watching the uh, UMBC game. Uh, I, that's part of being part of the biggest upset in tournament history. Has to be, there has to be a pretty good story behind that. Yeah. So <laughs> my wife wouldn't like me telling this story, but yeah, it's something that'll. It was a pain that I've never felt uh, before, and. You, you know the story behind it. You know the allure of a 16 never beating a one seed. In the last couple of years, some schools have gotten closer. We have had more twos and 15s, threes beating 14s. 
Um, but the 116 is yet to happen. And um, I actually knew early on that there was a chance. Um, the guard play that the Retrievers had um, was just too fast for our one through three. Um, they were they were just faster at every position. Um, it doesn't help that they shot an NCAA record in three-point field goal percentage. Um, they, they weren't missing anything. But when you watch your team go through the ACC year in and year out, you learn to, to, to kind of pick out a bad matchup when you see it. And um, that was a bad matchup from the start. So I had some friends over, very excited. We were supposed to go to the, you know, we were title favorites that year. And um, I don't, I can't tell you much of what I did during the game. There might be some some rage blackout there. Um, but I do know that when the final buzzer went off, I um, I took off the shirt I was wearing, naturally. Um walked down the hall to go to my bedroom. Guests are still in the living room. Wife is still out there. I'm just done with the world. And um, we had a mirror hanging in our uh, at the end of our hallway. And I caught a glimpse of it. And um, I have a UVA tattoo um, on my chest. And um, when I saw it, I, I punched the glass because I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to see the logo. Um, yeah. So a couple of stitches later, um, we've learned to kind of hone in hone in the anger but that'll that'll give you a glimpse into the the passion i have not only for uva but for the sport of basketball as well basketball that's uh i've had a few of those types of games i know west virginia has to go up against kansas every single year and that's west virginia has come so close but it, it just sometimes they fall short and playing now in fieldhouse it kind of every once in a while you get the refs favoring the Jayhawks. So uh, there's been a few games where I've walked away with some pretty strong anger. Luckily, I haven't had any smears around me at the time. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that there's home-cooked calls at the Fog? Oh, I no, don't no, no. That, that's, that's not what I was trying to get at. But uh, I'm sure... That was, that was sarcasm. There actually, there absolutely <laughs> is. Um, as an ACC fan... Cameron Indoor. I, I understand, man. I understand. There's just some of those places that you know when you go in, you're not only playing the five guys on the court, but the three additional guys in stripes. But uh, I'll dive into a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm from Pennsylvania, but I was only I grew up only about an hour from Morgantown. So I ended up spending my undergrad at WVU. Basketball fan from little I uh, didn't have anybody really play basketball but we had a pretty good program on our school just uh getting to play under our high school coach really intensified my passion for strong defense and really just teams that grind out victories uh, I would much rather see a game be played in the 40s and 50s than get up into the 80s uh, I also spent time while I was in Morgantown coaching the club basketball team probably the one and only time i'll ever get into coaching because i i, I don't know how i didn't end up with gray hairs at 20 years old doing that <laughs> but yeah now now i just spend my time uh i do coach a little bit but it's mainly the driveway with my nephew he, he's seven years old trying sure. to 
trying to help him get a good shot, uh, start him young instead of, I, I didn't start playing until I was a freshman in high school. So I didn't have any of the development mm-hmm. when I was younger. I, I had a lot of catching up to do once I started, but is, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. Coaching's, uh, coaching's never easy. I too, uh, coach, uh, shout out to my, my great bridge Christian Academy Eagles, um, uh, where I am not only the varsity head basketball coach, but the athletic director. Um, so yeah, coaching, uh, for sure. If it doesn't give you gray hairs, it'll, it'll speed up your balding process. I can tell you that much. It, uh, it definitely takes a special, uh, special individual to be, be able to coach. I, I think part of my problem was that I was 21 years old and the girls were the same age. So I didn't really, uh, me and the other coaches, it didn't really instill fear into them or any sort of, we didn't really have any sort of authority. I think that's an important role that a coach needs to play. Sure. Well said. Diving back into the the upcoming season, one team other uh, Virginia that stands out uh, in your mind as a team that you're looking forward to watching? Yeah, um, and surprisingly, um, it, it comes out of the Big Ten. Um and Big Ten basketball just bores me. Even their good games, I don't know what it is. Um, Big Ten basketball, and of course, you got the ACC Big Ten Challenge every year. Uh, so there's just a, a natural disdain for the Big Ten. But I'm really looking at uh, preseason ranked eight, number eight, Illinois. Uh, Illinois came on really strong at the end of last year. They have some of the best guard play in America. Uh, you got Io, I believe it's Dinsumu, and. Uh, Kofi Cockburn um, went and left from the draft, but they had a top 25 recruiting class and Brad Underwood should have the Illini ready for the NCAA tournament. Uh, he's got a lot of, of raw talent out there and watching them kind of do what they did in the Big Ten tournament, um, I'm looking to see what the Illini can do. That's uh, that's definitely a team that I, I looked at when I was looking down through the rankings. Brad Underwood will always have a uh, always have a little bit of a hate for him when he upset uh, upset my Mountaineers. That was that would have been twenty team with uh, F Austin. We rolled in as a three seed, and they they kicked our butts that day. That was that was a beatdown really from start was to that, finish. Uh... Was that Javon Carter's sophomore year? Um, been sophomore year, yeah. Okay. Because freshman year was when they got beat by Kentucky, that really good Kentucky right. team. And they, it was yeah, his sophomore. That's year. right. It was his sophomore year because I I remember it was the first year we had our big three of uh Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, and uh, DeAndre Hunter, and um. I remember we went for a non-conference matchup into Morgantown and uh, press was... Virginia. Good. That was 2017. I can't remember what year it was, but I know that we played each other in at least two or three straight years. And one of the years we were at a football game and we were showing the game on the big screen because it was being played in Morgantown just down the street. Right. So we're talking about it was the same right before game. kickoff. Yeah, it was so it was the first time we played y'all because the second time I think we got you, but the very first time um 
we had been watching Ty Jerome do some great things. We were very confident. I'll tell you right now, we know the swag Ty Jerome has. We saw it in the NCAA tournament two years in a row. Everyone knows Ty Jerome's a great point guard. But you want to see Ty Jerome with a lack of confidence and doubting himself? Go back and watch Ty Jerome in that year when y'all played us, and he saw the press Virginia for the first time. He was a deer in headlights. I think he had upwards of 15 turnovers that game. Um, it was the most vulnerable I've seen that guy, and I'll never forget that game because of it. We, I mean, we single-handedly, I know the game was really close, and Javon Carter played a good game, and you know Bob Huggins always has his guys ready to go. But it was if it wasn't for Ty Jerome, we, UVA doesn't lose that game. He cost us so much. Um, so that that was a fun, sad memory I have. That uh, especially those first two years of Press Virginia, a lot of play- people didn't know how to practice against it, and it just shocked a lot of people. So that isn't surprising that uh, I don't remember that game mainly because I was in the football stadium trying to watch it. So I'll have to take your word for it, but I'll have to go back and watch that. Um, but yeah, I, he's not the only one that. Javon Carter was able to get under the skin of. Yeah, absolutely. Great player. One team that I'm actually, I, I, I'm with you in terms of the Big Ten. It's a slow, sloppy type of basketball that I don't really enjoy watching. But one of the teams that I saw too, their third preseason by the media in the Big Ten, Conson. For some reason, I always have a love for uh, as they can spread the floor. And they've got two of them, Nate Rovers and Micah Porter, They're seniors that average double-digit points and I believe one six ten, one six eleven. Got three other seniors on that team, so five seniors that will always help you in college basketball. Yeah, uh, they play a slow, very slow style, even for the Big Ten because they were next to last in points per game, but they made up for it with some great defense and the second highest three-point percentage in the league. I I think that they're going to give Illinois and Iowa a, a big fight. They they won the Big Ten last year, won eight straight to come back and share that title. So yeah. I think it's going to be between those three teams who ends up taking the hardware. Sure. And, yeah, they're returning uh, most notably Micah Potter, um, 10 points a game, six rebounds a game, 50 to 53% from the field last year. That's going to be – huge and like you said experience goes a long way the reason why these dukes and kentuckys and you know to some extent the michigan states the reason why they struggle when they get deeper into the tournament and why they're not churning out the multiple national championships you would think they would is because the one and done player breeds in continuity they can't form that relationship that a seasoned team um, would normally have uh, no, not to be a bias, but UVA is a great, a great indication of that. I mean, this was the first year before, outside of Justin Anderson, this was the first year we had this past season that we had to deal with players leaving early because it's the first year in a very long time we've had players of NBA stature on our team. So the team that Tony Bennett had for the 10 years before that, a lot of them were four-year team, four-year players. I mean, Joe Harris was a four-year player, Malcolm Brogdon, London Parentes, Devin Hall, all of these that, you know, Darion Atkins, Akil Mitchell, Mike Toby, 
players like that that really started the foundation and helped build the program were all four-year starters. So I I agree with you that Wisconsin having that having that experience on their floor and um, you know that I think their their bench is going to be a little deep uh, and surprise some people. Greg Gard's got that uh, got a, a good looking squad. He he always has them ready to play. I'll be excited to see they end up doing, see if they can continue from the end of last year. You were talking about some, uh, the senior experience definitely helps, and it really just all comes down to if the players mesh well together. I thought that from last year, one team that seemed to do that pretty, I was impressed with how they did it, was the turnaround that UCLA had in the first year under Mick Cronin. Mm-hmm. He was that's another team that stood out to me because UCLA, as good as the past was for them, these past like 10, 10 or so years, out of a few outliers, in kind of the bottom dwellers in the Pac 12. I know us on the East Coast, we, we don't see much of the Pac 12, but uh, I thought for them, Chris Smith and uh, he's an electric player. It only averages like 13 a game, but I love watching him play basketball. And then they have four other guys that kind of just seem to complement him very well, and they really seem to love playing together. And you add in, they got a Kentucky transfer, uh, Johnny, I think you say, I think his name's Juzang. He can shoot the lights out. So that's a team that if he meshes with the other five or six guys that are in the rotation, I think that could be another team to see shine come march sure and you mentioned chris smith and you know a big blessing to the ucla bruins he withdrew from the nba draft Um, but here's a fun stat with chris smith returning ucla now returns their top five scores from last year a team that went 19 and 12 returns their top five scores i i I don't i think that uh you know i know it's kind of Yet last year, compared to UCLA in years past, was an outlier year. But I think that preseason rank of twenty-two is a little is a little low, and I think that they'll make some noise real soon. I I was surprised to see them that low because I, you now have a coach in Mick Cronin who has done a good job wherever he went, and have all these guys back. I was surprised that they didn't even rank at as the number one. The Pac-12, Arizona State's getting a lot of love with Remy Martin and what they've been able to do there in the recruiting cycle. I think that's a team to be scary. I I see them getting into the top ten and maybe staying there for much of the season. The rational side of me agrees with you and the Arizona State comments you made, um, and it being you know good recruiting class. Good, good coach. But the irrational side of me and the Duke hating side of me says, of course they're going to overrate <laughs> Arizona State because Bobby Hurley's coaching, and we always overrate <laughs> anything Duke. That is true. I I live with a Duke fan, so I I understand completely about the the, the love for Duke. Yeah, it's um. Listen, they've got a, a great, passionate fan base. Um, I've never had a negative interaction with any Duke fan. Um, it, they've got the, they've got the stats to back it up. I mean, it just, it's kind of one of those situations where you gotta hate the player. Don't hate the player, hate the game, right? Before we, uh, before we wrap up this first episode, 
do you want to do you want to dive into Virginia a little bit and preview them? Yeah, you know, UVA has been given the preseason rank of number four, unanimously unanimously selected to uh, preseason to win the ACC regular season. Um, Tony Bennett's got a lot coming in. Um, the eligibility of Sam Hauser obviously is going to be huge. Transfer from Marquette, he sat out last year. Jay Huff withdrawing from the NBA draft or uh, withdrawing from testing the waters, I should say. I don't know he was ever really considered. Um, but he comes back. Francisco Cofaro gets a second year. Kihei Clark finally gets some help. Um, we've got Carson McCorkle, Reese Beekman, Jabri Abdul. Uh, our, our point guard last year averaged 38.5 minutes a game. He had no help, none. Kihei Clark had no help. He's up for the Bob Cousy Award. Um, Sam Howard is, or Sam Hauser is up for uh, small forward of the year. Jay Huff's up for power forward of the year. Some preseason watch listers there. Thomas Walden Tensai's coming off the bench with Casey Morsell, most likely, um, who hopefully has improved his offense. Um, I, I have seen some uh, off-season interviews where he said that the sh- the culture shock of the defense, the pack line is really took concentration away from him being able to practice his shot because he had to give all his extra time to learning that defense if he wanted his playing time. So I look forward to his offensive output. And then we still got Cody Statman as well. I think personally, I think the number four ranking was too low, but at the same time with everything we have coming back and the addition of Hauser, we don't really know what we have yet, but I think it's, it's telling that UVA last year, didn't finish in the top 25. Well, they, they got back, in the, but they spent most of last year not in the top 25. And we were the hottest team going into the ACC tournament. Uh, we had just beat Duke and Louisville. And now we're preseason number four with Sam Hauser coming back. I think uh, I think the committee and all the coaches see some things that that we all are hoping for as well. So I'm looking forward to UVA basketball. ACC basketball as a whole – looks to be a lot better than it was last year. Last year was kind of a down year, um, but there was a lot of transition. So looking forward to it, and hopefully who's going to make it back to the Final Four. It was one of the many storylines that uh, I wish could have played out because I, I know A was coming on strong. Virginia had just gone through. Towards the end of the season, they had lost six of seven, and they beat Iowa State, and then they knock off number four Baylor end the season it, i think they figured some things out that there were some other teams around the country that i think march madness could have been as good as ever with all the teams that you had really catching fire i'm really excited to see what the mountaineers can do they, they lost a few players but none that were huge contributors one starter but miles mcbride will just step into the starting role. He really was a de facto starter last year, played more minutes than just about anyone. You still have Eway and Culver, the the big guys down low, just dominate. Really, the the depth of this team, just like every Bob Huggins team, is really going to be the story that you tell. They're going to play. They're not going to play the play the press style that people were used to from a few years ago. They've gone away from that a little bit and just play tough court defense. But when you have a team that goes 12 deep, it's tough to beat. Uh, I'm really excited probably most of all 
for Jalen Bridges, somebody that not a lot of people around the country probably know about. He was a redshirt. He's a redshirt freshman. He sat out all of last year, but practiced with the team. He might end up being not this year by next year. He'll be the Mountaineers' best player. So there's a lot to look forward to. Morgantown. And you might have already said this, and I apologize if you had, but there's a there's a player I remember last year. Is it Oscar uh, Shebway? She she Shebway Shebway. Um, he shot like fifty high fifties percent from the field last year, and he averaged almost a double double. Um, and he's young, is he not? He is. Is this his junior year? Yeah. Okay, so he's still young, um, and he's returning almost a double-double. That's three top players coming back, but him, I'm interested to see him. Um, and then just one more before we wrap up. There's, It's not a team, but there's a, a player I'm very interested to follow this year, and that would be uh, Mac McClung. Uh, two years ago, very highly recruited, uh, committed to Georgetown. Uh, he has transferred to Texas Tech, uh, so he'll be in Big 12 country, um, and, and he – He's probably the the only recruit I followed religiously out of high school. Um, I'm a very big fan of his game and his attitude, um, and and he just wasn't getting the playing time at Georgetown. So I'm interested to see what he can do over there, um, and uh, up there in Lubbock. Uh, yeah, he is a player. I I was not happy the day that I saw that he signed with Texas Tech because I knew we'd be playing him at least two or three times a year, but he actually. I don't know if he took a visit to Morgantown, but he is friends with Jordan McCabe, West Virginia's starting point guard. So I thought for a second that we might get him, but I don't think there's too many hands in the pot here in Morgantown, so he wouldn't really fit in until maybe next year. But he is an yeah. exciting player. He has a winner attitude. I think he, he struggled with how Morgantown was kind of – weren't what he expected them to be. Right, moving to Texas Tech, uh, a team that's been perennially a top ten team for the last however many years. I think he's going to shine, winning role. Yeah, and I think one of the big factors in you know so many people when his name entered the transfer portal wanted him, just like you said. Um, but if you if you go back to his high school days, he really tried to hang his hat on the defensive end. Um, and that is Georgetown does not play very good defense at all. Um, and I think that probably irritated him a little bit. So Chris Beard I, may, was kind of the ideal landing spot for me. Um, because the other thing with Mac McClellan, you say, well, West Virginia always plays good defense. That's true. But West Virginia plays more of a man switch and they play a lot harder than Texas tech does with that efficient zone. And Mac McClung is a really good scorer. He loves to shoot. So I think maybe, West Virginia, he didn't like maybe the idea of getting tired out too much on the defensive end. Um, so Texas Tech made sense, and I think he'll, I think he'll have a good year. Uh, we, he, I don't think we'll be quite Big Ten, Big Twelve Player of the Year consideration, but he, I think he might shock some people. Yeah, we're looking forward to all that. Um, check us out on SportsShiftMedia.com. Back, uh, we're planning on. Released on Tuesdays following the rankings. We'll record Monday night to discuss all the changes. Let us know if you have any questions or comments. Uh, find me on all platforms at JTZ4. Brandon, you want to 
give it yeah uh, people can find you yeah um i am on facebook instagram and twitter as sports with bj um you can find me there and all my information to contact me if you have questions as well looking forward to talking some more college basketball we will see you guys next week